Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Xbox Game Pass show. This is episode 10, and this is the show that brings you all of the latest news and leaks and upcoming games and our first impressions of the new games on the Xbox Game Pass. I'm your host, Tom or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my co-host, Sam or N7, the legend. Welcome back. How's it going, Sam? Uh, I'm doing very well, very well. It is a Monday, so I've got a little bit of a case of the Mondays, but hopefully some of the news and some of the games that we're bringing to uh, everyone yeah. <laughs> are going to uh, help, uh, you know, kind of like make those Mondays a little bit better. Yeah, well, don't worry, because we are here live with our friends on twitch.tv slash robots radio and... Uh, we'll try and get through the show as fast as we can so you can sit back on that couch, eat that mac and cheese with that ketchup, and raise that bar on that Monday because yum yum, buddy. And that's not even rhetorical, right? Because uh, to those of you who are not watching live, I actually am planning on <laughs> eating mac and cheese after this show. And uh, it's it's mac and cheese brought to you by Cheetos. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how my day it's has the, been it's actually the cheetos flavors this is why you need to come join us live on the show and, and hear the uh, yeah. pre-show banter um so here we are so we've got some news and updates and then on the second half of the show we're going to talk about some of our impressions of the uh the new games that we've been playing or at least some of the new stuff to us some of the new stuff on game pass but let's kick this off with some news and updates um this is a big one the ascent was the big game that came out last week i believe right that was brand mm-hmm. new last time we talked at least and there's a big uh, a big to do about ray tracing not working so this is now working on the game pass version of the game right yeah that was quick that, that was, was very quick yeah i have a feeling it was like a, a <laughs> like they just had to flip a switch they're like gary you forgot to flip the switch before you put it on game pass what are you doing sorry yeah i forgot can you flip the switch okay and then they just sitting at like mouth half full of Cheetos mac and cheese. Yeah, he was like, oh, so I had a rough Monday. I was eating my Cheetos mac and cheese. Well, Gary, flip the switch, put it back out. Okay. Right. Yeah. Set ray tracing equals true. There we yes. go. Yes. Yes. So, 
Yep. Packs. So now it works. So if you got a GPU with uh, ray tracing, which is still hard to get because GPUs, guys, am I right? Um, but now you can play it with that. I haven't booted it back up to see what the difference on on mine. I still got my 2080 Ti that I got like almost three years ago now. It feels like. Um, but I need to I need to try that out. I haven't done it. Uh, Game Pass gang, if any of if anyone else is playing this on PC, let me know because I need some friends to play this with. Um, but I have to dive back. I think into Toasty that. is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah you we know, might I, have to I have him on to talk about it. Just did the Witcher Lorecast with uh, him. I should have brought that up, but uh, <laughs> uh, timing is everything. <laughs> so what what else do we have? What other news do we have? Right. Well, uh, we also have some pretty cool like game slash not game related news. Watch anime get Game Pass for free. That's not a bad deal. So if you like anime, so not bad at all. Uh, Crunchyroll is offering three months of Game Pass for PC to its subscription members. So if you are already a Crunchyroll subscriber, it might benefit you to cancel the subscription and then restart it. <laughs> then you will, you might, you might then qualify for the three months of game pass, or maybe it's, you know, offered to existing subscribers as well. But regardless, uh, that is game pass for PC. Uh, so it's three months of free game pass for PC for crunchy roll subscribers. If you're playing, hmm. uh, or if you're watching anime, you might as well get the game pass, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. If that's something you're already into, then go go do it. If uh, you're the kind of person who anime makes me want to stab your eyes out, maybe don't do that. There are people out there that just are not into True. anime, so you know, to each their yeah. own. And you know, we're I, I'm predicting that we are going to see a lot more of this kind of thing, a lot more crossover subscription service benefits in the future. We've already seen it with Hulu and HBO and, and, and that kind of thing in the, in the video realm, but we haven't seen it a lot with video games yet. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see even more of that kind of crossover <clears throat> where it's like Netflix and Xbox game pass. Maybe that would be enormous. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of these video game based series uh, coming out for um, TV shows, for example, uh, Castlevania on Netflix or the Witcher animes on netflix so to have series that are on uh video game versions that are on game pass that are also on a tv service and then for those the tv service and game pass to now link up through microsoft would make a lot of sense hey you like to watch this on this tv you know service also get game pass there you go um if sony was smart they would see that this is starting to happen and they would jump in. In fact, I'm, I'm a little surprised with Sony being the Japanese company that they didn't get Crunchyroll involved and start this already, which might might just show that Microsoft is being smart there by getting that connection in ahead of time and beating Sony to the punch. Right. And this probably is indicative of Microsoft understanding their audience. There has to be a decent amount of people who both a watch anime and B play video games. And even more specifically than that are using the crunchy roll app on Xbox. Yeah. That's they've got the they data. Know. They've got the data and, yeah. and they're, they're Microsoft. So they might, they might not only have the data from people who search on Bing, who use Edge as a browser, but also use Google Chrome or search on Google through Microsoft Windows and have enabled the ability to track that through the OS, not just through the browser. So they might have all of that data combined 
to know what people are doing and then they might be able to you know if if they've yeah. linked all those services at this point because it used to be that each of those departments were different departments and if they've now combined all that data together they <laughs> they know exactly who to target if they have done that they have created the ultron <laughs> yeah they, of, they are now they're now ultron <laughs> and we we better ho- help the hope that tony stark and <laughs> the rest of the avengers are on this because we are in deep right. trouble yeah until then don't use edge um, that's that's just because it's a terrible browser but <laughs> but, but, but no the Don't point of this edge. is that you can't use any technology yeah. because it's all connected so, so we're screwed yeah um <laughs> anyway point is if you like anime if you like video games might as well take advantage of that um so why yeah. not even if your pc isn't that great i mean you're getting three months of free game pass try yeah, it out so. oh, no, I'm, like some of the games i tried this month uh, there's plenty of games on game pass that will run on on systems that aren't that you, you don't need a system yes. that's going to run ray tracing in order to play many of the games on game pass the vast majority of them are indie games and they are very small downloads you know maybe a gigabyte so yep yeah definitely might want to check it out even if you just want some games to play when you know for like 30 minutes if you're bored but enough about the anime and uh game pass microsoft launched xbox cloud gaming beta for pc for game pass ultimate members who are also part of their insider club uh so what this means is you can try a game out on your PC now before deciding to download it on your console. And you can even load a cloud save that you've made on your console. Yeah, so it's just so much easier now to even just try stuff out. Everything's connected. Um, I was surprised when I was trying out things on the cloud on my PC and then later decided to download it on my Series X. And then it was just like, oh, do you just want to continue from where you were? And I had forgotten that I even tried it on the cloud. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I will. Cool. cool. All right. Because I just assumed. I was like, oh, I just got to start it again. I don't. Great. Sweet. Yeah, that is, it's going to be very useful. Um, For now, I think that beta is a little bit limited. We can expect it to open up uh, within the coming months before 2022, which is crazy to say. Like, I cannot believe that we are more than halfway through 2021 yeah, right right like i haven't been outside since 2018 like, no. <laughs> <laughs> kidding of course but like the, the point is there that this pandemic has really you know outst- overstated its welcome i went outdoors the other day did you know that the sky likes to drop water sometimes that's <laughs> strange i can't even see the seatling out there <laughs> The air moves. <laughs> Sometimes you can see the air out there. It's very, very strange. All right. What else do we have? So <laughs> Humankind, I'm not sure if you've heard about this game, but Humankind is coming to Game Pass for PC on day one. And day one is August 17th. So that's right around the corner. And if you haven't heard too much about humankind, all you need to know is what civilization is because it's supposed to be a civilization killer. Killer. And honestly, I looked at this game. I looked at some of the gameplay. And in fact, over my other shoulder, if you're watching us live, I have civilization. Mm-hmm. My, my controller's turned off, but I have civilization because I wanted to compare the two visually on one screen for our viewers because it's so similar looking to civilization that Civ if i were specifically yeah Civ yeah, five um right. that if i were a professor 
I would write this game up for plagiarism. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's a hex tile system. Each tile has yields. There's cities and wonders. The guys at Firaxis have got to be like, are you fucking kidding me, Sega? Isn't this the game that was designed by one of the guys that used to work at Firaxis? Firaxis? Firaxis, I believe is the way you pronounce it, right? Firaxis. Firaxis. Wait, Firaxis. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I always want to say Fireaxis because that sounds badass, but I believe it's just Firaxis because there's not fire. There's no E. I'm... I have no idea, uh, any, any idea about any of the developers specifically the people. Um, yeah, I think this was headed up by one of the, uh, Civ developers who, who left. It is beyond coincidence because it looks like Civ. It looks exactly like civilization. Right. So that being said, if you don't own civilization, but you like civilization <laughs> and you have game pass, you might want to try out humankind. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what else to say, but absolutely. If yeah, and, you like history th- stuff, do it. Right, right. Right. For those who are unfamiliar with Civilization, it is an RTS or I'm sorry, uh yeah, RTS game, right? Well, it's uh, more of a, a turn-based 4X game. It, these kinds of games are called 4X games. So they're, they're less about like moving big swaths of armies around the world. You can do that, but there are lots of different ways to win against the other civilizations and you can you can go military and build lots of military things but in general you have to be able to defend from other people's militaries but you can also go for like a science victory or a culture victory or an economic victory you have to play to your civilization's strengths and basically outsmart your other uh the other empires in in the world and out develop them and out negotiate them and whatever in order to win well put yeah. yeah. So that's well, that's but, why it's called a 4X game is that the, there's multiple paths to victory. Yeah. And so and just graphically this game looks very similar. Um this game looks more like Civ than Civ Beyond Earth looked like Civ. <laughs> yes. And that was a really obscure Civ game. Uh but I played it enough to know that it sucked. So <laughs> you didn't like it, huh? I did not like it. I didn't think that the sci-fi thing worked for Civ. Yeah, I, I've never been a fan. That's the second time they did a like a sci-fi spinoff for the Civ kind of developers. Um, and I wasn't into either of them. Although the previous one, what was the previous one called? It was in Alpha the, Centauri. Alpha Centauri. Is that what the- Some people really love yeah. that, but I, I also was not into it. It didn't have the flavor of the other ones that I really liked. So yeah, I wasn't into it either. It wasn't yeah, my thing. part of Civ's charm is the historical thing, and it looks like that's what humankind is going to be, you know, marketing to as well. So, yeah. if you, you know, love history, check I don't, it out. I don't think that I would have had uh, if I hadn't played Civilization as a kid growing up. I don't think that I would have had the same love for history that I do as an adult. Yeah, that actually goes for me too. So I remember looking at the Civilopedia and learning a lot of these, you know, real world architectural marvels or real yeah. world, uh, you know, people and technologies Different and leaders. things like that. Yeah. When I would see like names of leaders that I recognize from the Civ, Civ games come up in school, I was just like, oh, I know who that person is. Or at least I, right. I thought I knew who that person was. And then I learned more about them. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. You're like, oh, this is the guy from my video game. Oh, so, this, yeah, this is that bastard that kept just dropping bombs on me. <laughs> yes, I know who that guy is. <laughs> hey, that's that guy's a dick. <laughs> that guy's a total dick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've yeah. got some uh, games leaving soon. What's what's leaving? So we did not mention this game last week. Crossing Souls. 
I haven't played it, but it's leaving PC <laughs> Game Pass for PC. Yeah, uh, me either. Very soon. I haven't played it either. Don't have don't have any sad feelings for this one. Sorry, we Crossing have, Souls. We have a few that we mentioned last week that are not yet gone, so perhaps it bears repeating real quick. Darksiders Genesis, Final Fantasy VII, Train Sim World, Don't Starve. Those are all leaving for console and PC. And mm-hmm. Ape Out is leaving for PC. All right, bye-bye, friends. See you later. Now, GTA V is already gone. I just checked it it's on Xbox. It's gone. Uh, it's out. You know what? Right. Sam, we got to pour one out for our homies. We got to pour some water right on my laptop. Pouring it out. <laughs> pouring it out for my homies right now. You're pouring it out into your mouth. That's not how that works. I'm sorry, homies. Uh, I did not. <laughs> you don't pour process one out the it through way. your body and then pour it out through your other. Uh, don't spout. worry. I'll, I'll pour it out later. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, GTA five is gone. So very sad, uh, for all of those people who were, who were relying on game pass to get GTA five, which is like two people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody's already bought it on like three, uh, three platforms all already anyway so yeah so that's already gone okay but we but the good news is we've got some new stuff yes uh there were some games that were recently added to game pass we already mentioned last week that skate was coming to console and now it's here so skate if you're unfamiliar it is like the forza equivalent of tony hawk pro skater welcome uh, skate for skateboarding welcome aboard i will be trying that one out i love that game so um We'll definitely try that one out. We also right. have Lum- Luminous. Luminous, Lumines. which I prefer Luminous. to call Lumines, but it's Luminous. <laughs> Lumines. Yes. We got Lumines Remastered, and that's on console. <laughs> Whoa, cloud PC. Lumines, welcome. <laughs> this is a pretty simple looking puzzle game. This uh, was a similar to Tetris or Candy Crush. This was in a, like original Xbox, I believe. Um, this was a classic. This was a one of the, the during the early er, during back in the early times of consoles, friends. This was an early puzzler that a lot of people were addicted to, and it has been remastered and re-released for our enjoyment. But Luminous um, is how you pronounce it. I I, I still think Lumines is good. So we also uh, have <laughs> moving on. curse. Moving on from Lumines, uh, we also have Curse of the Dead Gods, and that's coming to Console Cloud, and I meant to write PC. I suppose I forgot to in the show notes. Console Cloud and PC. This is a top-down roguelike um, that looks like another Diablo type, but with a RuneScape wrapper, But that makes sense. it's not, and I tried it out, and I'm going to tell you more about oh, it Oh, really? Yes. I can't wait to yeah, hear it's about a little, this. It's, this a little different. it's a little different than what you thought it was. And what I thought it was too. So I'll, I'll share more about that later. And then, oh, and then we've got uh, Katamari Damasi. Did you ever play Katamari? I never did, but I know that it's a reverse donut county. So I know Dude, that. You got to play some Katamari. This game is a classic. You roll. Okay. So King of the Cosmos tells you that he's disappointed in you. This game is the most Japanese thing you will ever play. And you are, you are sent, and he rolls up all the stars and 
sends them off to uh, who knows where and then you have to go to earth and you use your katamari which is like a little itty bitty ball and you have to roll up things with the katamari everything sticks to the katamari and it can only pick up things that are roughly smaller than the size of the katamari and so you roll up paper clips and pieces of gum and like little itty bitty things but the more things you grow you roll up the bigger the ball gets and so you, you roll up bigger things and bigger things and bigger things and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and so you make big balls which replace the stars in the galaxy and then if you do so it a good, sounds whimsical yes and if you do a bad job king of the cosmos tells you that he's still disappointed in you but if you do a good job king of the cosmos says that he's not that disappointed in you it's very japanese and, and <laughs> um, but it's, I don't want to disappoint him. <laughs> you don't want so. to disappoint King of the Cosmos. He shoots rainbows out of his mouth. Um, he's this is this game is amazing. The soundtrack is phenomenal, and it goes like this: na 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 na. I'm gonna de- get DMCA. It is so Bars. good. This game is so good. You need to play with your girlfriend. You need to play with your mom. You need to play with your dogs. This game. So good. Can you go play it right now? I will. Uh, you know what? Uh, my girlfriend just got home from work, so Tell maybe her to download I'll download it. that. Tell her to download that yell, and, and yell play right it now. tonight. It's yell. a pretty. It's, it's a turn pretty... around and go. Hey, girlfriend, download Katamari. <laughs> just, just tell her she's gonna be like Calamari, and you can say no, not Calamari, Katamari. Do it. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> She sounds upset with me. Um, <laughs> Tell her you love her. Say, say, hey, I love you big. I love you real big. Hey, I, I have a, uh, I have a great game. We got to download. <laughs> Tom says, it's, Tom says it's the best thing ever. You're gonna love Tom it. Tom says it's the best thing ever, and you play as a little ball. And no, no, you're a little guy who rolls a ball. Oh, you're a little guy who rolls a ball, and you pick up things that are smaller than your ball. So it's like a reverse donut counting. And they get bigger and bigger and bigger until you roll the whole world up. They get bigger and bigger until you've rolled up the whole world. She says it sounds like a blast. Uh, No, she didn't say that. I'm just kidding. She's (laughs) silent and won't talk to me. Oh, no. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But we will play Katamari whether we like it or not it's, she's gonna love it it's so good she's gonna love it okay so it's it, it seems like a whimsical game that we would like yes um so that so. one's that one's out and then there's this dodgeball academia which is like cartoony <sighs> whimsical thing ever. yeah most anime <laughs> throw dodgeballs at each other if you can dodge yeah. a wrench you can dodge a ball um, it's coming to console or it came to console cloud and pc mm-hmm. and it's described as a sports rpg game but what that really means is like you know, you must train to become the very best dodgeball player. And it's a, you know, the same played out cliche from Shonen Jump, like literally every Shonen Jump series. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it seems cool. Um, I've been wanting to try it out. That. I just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. I, I mean, you've played the other dodgeball game on Game Pass, and I, I wonder if this is becoming a pattern. I hope not. But I've we'll been a see. fan of dodgeball games ever since the one that was on the NES. The uh, wait, I did. So before you even like talked about Knockout City, I didn't know that dodgeball games were a thing. Oh, dude, yes, uh, NES, Dodge, Ball, Super Dodgeball. You got to look up Super, Super dodgeball. dodgeball. Yeah, that was an NES will, dodgeball game. I'm going to Google that. This is the grandfather of all dodgeball games. You need How to many dodgeball games have there been? Uh, not that many, but it's definitely a kind of a sub-genre. 
Dude, I'm so old. Niche. I am so old, and I have rented <laughs> games when I was a kid, and then like I've I've played games. I just I'm such a I'm such a gaming tourist. I I just like like I just like to try lots of games out. This oh, is why this show makes so much sense to me for me. Yeah, super dodgeball. One of the levels is in front of the Taj Mahal. Oh yeah, you would you travel, you tour the world, <laughs> and you you like different countries compete against each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's move on past the dodgeball game. Uh, and then we got, we have another new game, which is, uh, I believe, one that you're going to talk about today. That's Starmancer. Yes. Yes, Starmancer. I will, I will share more about that uh, in the second half of the show. But then we have the coming soon, soon stuff, which includes f1 2020 you like f1 right is that the thing you like uh i do like racing racing uh, games so i might might try this one out i'm i'm much more of an i'll put it this way i'm much more of an f1 fan than i am a uh rally car fan so don't know if i'll be trying the rally and rally 2.0 which of course we said is coming soon Uh, we don't know how soon uh that's coming to console but formula one is also coming to console i think it's kind of interesting that all of these racing games are coming to console but not pc yes uh, okay so maybe let's, maybe that's a demographic thing maybe so we've got a whole list of these f1 2020 dirt 4 rally rally 2.0 grid art of rally all of these racing games they're all console except for art of rally which is console and pc these are all coming and then solitaire collection of microsoft which we mentioned before and then hades and hold on to that because i'm going to mention hades on the next part of the show so yep and it is coming mm-hmm. august 12th august 12th. It's a game pass very so very soon just in a, just a few days in just a few days all right so that's what we've yep. got coming all right so why don't we jump into the middle of the show because we've got some games to talk about here we go another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. 
Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. All right, friends, this is the middle of the show, and we're going to just take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning into the show. We really do appreciate you guys listening every week and sharing the show with your friends and playing games with us and being part of the Game Pass gang and even just leaving reviews and ratings. And guess what? We've got a review and rating to share with you. Our friend Alex from Ontario, Canada decided to leave us a five-star review with some words and if you decide to leave some words with your review on apple podcasts then we will read out yours in the future and here's the thing you don't even have to listen to the show on apple podcasts all you need is an apple account so you can go to you can just search xbox game pass show apple podcasts and log into your apple account on the website and leave us a rating and review and that's one way you can help us for absolutely free it just takes a few seconds to do it and you can put in whatever silly words you want and we will read it out on a future episode of the show so you can tell sam how handsome he is you can tell me how i'm a genius or how handsome i am or you can tell us that you are the king of the cosmos and you're rating our show you know whatever you want so um alex from ontario says awesome show to keep you updated on all things game pass tom and sam do a great job at keeping you updated on all things game pass and xbox so far they have brought on some great guests and they have a great community behind them that also send in the reviews of games keep up the great work guys well thank you alex that's awesome i believe this is our first actual uh, re, uh, review with real words, which is yes, it is super cool. So you're number one, Alex. You get the first slot. So he was number one. You're number one. Nice who's little gonna, SpongeBob reference. Who's going to be number two? We're just going to have to wait. And we find owe out. Nickelodeon eight million dollars now. Oh God. <laughs> so uh, if you want to help us pay our debt to Nickelodeon, please share the show with your friends. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> You sure it's eight million dollars? That's a lot. I got a memo that said it's actually ten. So. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah. So this is the part of the show where we talk about the games that we've recently played on Xbox Game Pass. Usually these are first impressions, the first few hours of a game, not a complete review. And then we rate them with how close they are to an entire pizza and an entire large pizza usually has eight slices. So it's usually a rating out of eight slices. If it's higher than eight slices, we throw on some toppings. So you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first. I go first. All right. So you mentioned Starmancer earlier. Starmancer, if you have played RimWorld, if you're a PC player and have played RimWorld, this game will sound familiar. If you haven't, then let me explain it like this. You are traveling on a interstellar 
colony ship. Okay, this is like you're looking down at the ship. Uh, somebody, I was, we were talking on our pre our show last night, and somebody's like, like The Sims, and it's kind. Imagine like The Sims, but it's not The Sims. It's not. You're not playing Dollhouse. You're playing. Think of it as like you're playing colony management. Kind of more like that, right? And you've got this. You've got this colony ship, and it's got some basic components in it, some machines and and things going on, and you. Everybody on the ship is their consciousnesses are stored in the databanks of the ship and you can use their DNA to reconstruct them. And so at the very beginning of the game, it's like the ship comes out of hyperdrive and you are the AI that manages the ship. And the, sh the place that you're going is not there. And the ship is like the AI is like, crap. What do we do? Well, we need some, we need to re like synthesize three of the colonists to start running the ship in order to figure out what we need to do. So you have to pick three colonists to resynthesize. Now, every colonist has a history, a background, a name, personality quirks, certain types of jobs they're good at, certain things they're bad at, things they will not do. All of that kind of stuff, right? So, like, you might be able to, you know, choose Cindy. And Cindy was a math teacher. And Cindy is um, meticulous. And also, uh, Cindy is um, a, uh, a quick learner. But Cindy is also a nymphomaniac. So, real quick, I'm getting strong Fallout Shelter vibes. Kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. But it's like isometric, not looking at sideways. So, yeah. Right. So, Fallout Shelter-ish, kind of. Um, and so, like, you get Cindy, and then you choose, like, Larry. And Larry uh, doesn't sleep well, um, is extremely grumpy, and... Also, we'll never pick up things and move them <laughs> like that's just but he's super cheap to make because he's just a terrible guy. And then you get like, uh, let's say, Karen, who actually is super awesome, but she costs a lot and she's an expert soldier. She's a wonderful cook and she's super nice and gets along with everybody, ironically, even though her name is Karen. All right. And so you get these three people and you, you, they start walking around and they start just taking care of stuff. They start making things, they start cooking, they start going places, they start just doing everything that they need to do, right? And then so you start taking care of, you know, figuring stuff out. And sometimes you can pick somebody and you can manually tell them like, hey, go over here and do this now. But otherwise they will just take care of whatever things they do. And if they are set up in a way where, if, if their personality allows them, personality allows them to do things, they will generally take and do things according to uh, priority. So for example, if they're running low on oxygen, then they will go add more water to the oxygen oxygen creator machine because that machine runs on water. It separates water into hydrogen and oxygen. And um, that's just how it works. That makes sense. So th th just, this is just how it happens. So when you start the game, things just kind of play out and you have to just kind of work through things in order to tutor it tutorializes it, right? You, you build certain machines. You, you say, Hey, I want to put a machine here. One of your little dudes grabs some of the supplies that you start out with, and then it builds a machine. 
and then the thing says, okay, we need to go here. And so you need to start the hyper hyperdrive, but the hyperdrive needs this material. So you don't have that material. So you have to send your little scout craft over and you have to mine the ore and then you have to turn the ore into metal and they have to put the metal in the hyperdrive that sends you to over to that place. And then the story continues. Right. But of course, Things happen that you don't expect, like you set up the way to make power and you run little power lines. And then this little globby dude shows up on your ship because he somehow got in your little transport thing and he eats the power from the power lines. Right. Well, me, I decided, hey, you know what? My people need sleeping bags to sleep in. So I used materials to make this make the sleeping bags and I run out of materials. So I sold off my weapons because I ran out of money to make the thing that turns the ore into the metal because I needed that for my hyperdrive, but I didn't expect the little globby dude to show up. So I didn't have any weapons. So I had to tell my little, my other, my little people to run over to little globby dude who was sucking the power out of my ship and I had to punch him to death. So they're punching little globby dude to death. So he doesn't <laughs> suck all my power out. Right. So you, you end up with these dilemmas and the game just kind it of sounds- progresses almost like futurama it's, it's uh, kind of like futurama. yeah 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 but <laughs> so. but the big thing here is that everybody has because they all have these personalities they all deal with the situations in different ways because they like things or they don't like things and they all get along or they don't get along and they have different situations so if you if you click on somebody and you look at their personalities it will tell you like these are all the things that recently happened to this person and this is why their mood is set a certain way or this is why they're you know really good at this thing right now or learning this really well or whatever so like if you click on karen karen's really good all all sorts of things but maybe she's not in a good mood and you're like okay why isn't she in a good mood well she just saw feces on the ground (laughs) it's because the other guy who's messy as one of his characteristics just will will take a dump on the floor (laughs) and you're like well great come on larry larry why are you taking a dump on the floor and it's like well that's just his personality you know like that's just how it works right so (laughs) alert <laughs> Larry has crapped the bed. Right. So, and as things get bigger, you end up with more colonists and then things get bigger and bigger and bigger and you just kind of grow it. Right. That's just how it goes. Yeah. So, um, this, and that's how RimWorld works too, is that inevitably your colony grows and then people die and then it shrinks and it grows and it shrinks. And when people die, people get bummed about it or you get invaded or whatever it just everything but but it gets more sophisticated as you get bigger you have a scientist scientist scientific tree so you're able to make different machines and things to build things that you need but then you have to gather more resources and plant your own crops to feed people and so it gets complicated and it, and it just grows and grows and grows so it's very much like rim world it's still pretty early so there's definitely aspects in the game that just aren't there yet um, you also build mm. out your spacecraft as you do this. So you build new rooms um, and your spacecraft is just it's not designed to look cool. It's very functional. So it looks more like uh, the space station, you know, with like these like docking arms and like rooms and things that just kind of branch off each other. But you kind of, you know, so design it how you want in the past, we've discussed some different games where I said it felt like the gameplay was there merely to facilitate a method of telling a story but in this game it sounds like it might be the opposite where the story is there just for a reason so that you have the gameplay if that makes sense yeah well so at the beginning you can tell that the game the story is there to facilitate the tutorial um Mm. but my uh, i i'm assuming at some point through your first playthrough 
that goes away and then it just kind of lets you go and in games like rim world it has like an ai director and there are there's just i'm sure just a big long spreadsheet of things that could happen and it just gives you stuff like oh a traveling band of people came by and this thing happened or the weather got bad and this thing happened or and sometimes the systems just kind of run into each other like the storm happens and lightning strikes and it catches a tree on fire and the tree happened to be too close to your base and that side of your base was made out of wood and then that wood caught the rest of your base on fire but the person who was nearby just doesn't you is against putting out fires and so you didn't realize that so you didn't manually choose the other person who was next closest to fight the fire soon enough so it caught the uh power cells on fire and they exploded and then half your base was burned down before the rest of your group was able to put the fire out and then it was winter and that also destroyed your stockpile of food and then half your you know your settlers die you know like so it's it's constantly solving problems right and then just like chains and chains and chains but the the cool part of that about that is in urisive player it has that oh it always has that next turn thing the same thing that happens in civ where every time you solve a problem you see that next turn and the turn after that and the turn after that and you're always going but if i can just get to that next thing if i can just get to that next thing it's the same thing these games have that as well uh but if i can just hit that next thing on the on the tech tree then i can do this but uh, but then i could do this thing and then i could do this thing oh and then this and then these other then something else happens that you don't expect it and you're like oh but that set me back but i can get here like these are the kinds of games that you you start playing you're like i'm just gonna play for an hour and then four hours go by and it's three o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh, I still <laughs> got to work tomorrow. Your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So uh, this is a really good start. It's still early access. Um, it's a really good start. The art looks fun. It's like, you know, kind of, you know, pixel art, but it's, you know, good definition pixel art. It's got a lot of interlocking systems, lots of fun little stuff. Um, I wasn't able to play it too long. I think it was about an hour and a half, maybe two hours and um, very small download, less than a gigabyte. Um, totally worth playing, especially if you haven't played RimWorld. RimWorld is very developed at this point. This, if you have Game Pass, is free. Totally worth trying out if you're interested. And, and the systems play themselves. That's the thing is that like the, your workers do their own things. So you hit play and you can pause it at any time if you want to just sit and think about like, okay, what should I do next? Or do I need to take control of somebody and tell them to do something? Because if they're not attacking the monster that's feeding on the power line, you can just pick somebody and say, go punch that guy. <laughs> and they'll, they'll go punch And him. this is... This is a very small download size. It's tiny. Correct? Yeah, it's less than a gigabyte. So it's it's an easy, quick download. It's totally worth just trying out. Um, and it's, you know, and, and this is the kind of thing where, like, maybe one playthrough only lasts a few hours because you totally borked it or something happened unexpectedly and killed everybody. So you just go and, and it's for the story, right? Like You're like, well, that was their story. That was it. Or maybe you purposely choose a colony that's all absolutely terrible people so you can just see how poorly it goes <laughs> on purpose the f team right right <laughs> you, you just run a suicide squad and you just see what happens and and just for fun you know like not yep. be, and it's not it's not the kind of game that you expect to win it's the kind of game you expect to just play and you just see where it goes you just see what story emerges and that's the fun of it so I, yeah. I, I give it I give it an eight out of eight until I have a reason to dock it any any pizza slices. Um, and again, it's still early. So there's some stuff that isn't in there. Wow. But eight out of eight? Everything I tried worked. 
there i don't have a reason to dock anything so it's a it is a hundred percent solid start eight out of eight pizza slices we need some sound effects to be like do 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 what would a pizza sound like woohoo i don't know woohoo so um then yeah. we have curse of the dead gods this game you're saying it was it looks like a diablo it actually is more like hades than diablo oh okay yes all right so the combat in this is a more of a reaction click kind of chain attacks kind of combat and you are working through uh basically little arenas um and the aesthetic so let me back up the aesthetic is uh i don't know if it's mayan or incan it's like central or south american temples and like it's very indiana jones kind of ancient american temples traps uh spooky monsters or ghosts or whatever that you're fighting right that kind of thing you have a torch you can light a sconce which lights up the room you can fight through the monsters in a room you can combo those fights you have kind of a uh, stamina for dodging out of the way you can parry things which is kind of dark souls um and you have a health bar and you fight your way through a room you sometimes can find extra hidden rooms with extra treasure in them there are booby traps and things that you have to worry about as you're working on your way through the rooms and you basically fight your way through things and it's it's a like it's a roguelite basically you make your way through one room it opens up the door you go into the next room but then you become um i don't remember what the words are but you become a little bit more it's not spooked or whatever but basically you have a meter that fills up that's like you get more and more creeped out or whatever as you go in further and further into the rooms and eventually you become cursed which l- makes it harder and harder to move forward as as you go ah uh, right so it's almost like a wanted level yeah kind of um but you also find better equipment as you go forward as well so it's, mm. it's a roguelite in that you you get better gear and then you also get better things that make your next run easier and you get further into the content as you go kind of like we discussed on a previous episode but, someone at microsoft must be a huge fan of road uh, roguelites uh so. it's very common for indie pc games to to use mm. this design because you can reuse assets a lot by building out systems that reuse the assets smartly um so it makes sense from so a game low overhead yeah low overhead but high replayability um if you do it well and I, again i didn't play this one a lot but the aesthetics are great the um the on a mouse and keyboard th- i was able to get like the dodging and the pairing down fairly quickly i felt like you know i'm the, i'm the kind of guy uh, who I'm not great at games like Dark Souls, but I'm good enough to get through them. Um, I do pretty well at them. So I could dodge, I could parry. I still got hit by monsters and things, but I did pretty good at it. And overall, felt like it was good. You get like a a sword, you get like a bow. If you time the bow shot correctly, you get like a a critical hit with the bow. Um, If you time the sword swings, you can get like a... like like there's like a three hit chain with like a heavy hit you can do like a three hit chain with like bow shot after it which does like a a cool hit after that um if you parry at the right time it makes enemies take more damage it's got really like this really cool 
combat mechanic where things kind of chain together. If you kill something and then kill another guy after it, you get more treasure if you do it within a certain amount of time. So there's this kind of speed run aspect, which uh, is basically increases the risk in getting you to fight things faster makes it more riskier, but you also get more rewards for doing so. So the better you get at fighting gives you more rewards, which is kind of cool. Um, and and I mentioned it before, the graphics are very pretty. They're very simple, but they're very pretty. And they, uh, the, you know, like the, the Central American kind of ancient Central American theme is very cool. It's not done a lot, but it's very cool. You've got like the, um, like the, the, the masks and the like sculpted, stone right, like dogs right. and like that kind of stuff that looks really neat it's a cool aesthetic yeah. uh and yeah. you know when you're talking about the fast-paced combat and it's the fact that it's a roguelite um i just have this picture forming in my brain of like a really stressed out it major and it's late at night and he's hopped up on like four nos energy drinks and he's <laughs> just like i just need to get this energy out he just boots up curse of the dead dead gods and uh yeah goes for like three hours and then doesn't play it for a month yeah yeah no but it's it's a cool game it's definitely in the vein of um hades uh hades has a a bit more style to it and is a little bit more fluid it's a little bit more zoomed out but the games feel very similar if you like something like hades you will like this uh and this is another small download Oh, it's tiny. It's it's less than a gigabyte. This is another quick one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, uh, worth trying. If you're into these types of games, give it a try. You might you might really like it. If you especially if you like games in settings that we don't get much of. So. Yeah, yeah. The only other game I can think of with a setting even similar to that is probably the newest Tomb Raider that came out. Yeah. Yep. Solid game, by the way. Yeah. Same kind of thing. So yeah. I would give that. Uh, I mean, I haven't played it a ton. I think Hades gets an eight plus because the game is just so good. And um, but I don't. I didn't see a reason to dock it anything. So I, I would give it an eight out of eight again. This gets a whole pizza. Wow, two whole pizzas. Two whole pizzas. You I am chose full. some really great games, and these are games that were just added to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. These are. I was surprised oh. too because I was like, ah. Uh, this seems cool this seems all right i'll try them and then i was like well this is nice this is really cool so um i see I think you trying into something oh sorry with, go ahead and this is a sequitur actually so i uh-huh. think going into something with little expectation sets you up to be impressed pleasantly surprised i see you, you know. tried outriders and i've tried the beginning of outriders before um yeah so what you i think? had high expectations okay uh and so I was not impressed with Outriders. I'll just say that right now. Okay. So what parts were you not impressed with? So it's a game that's built to be co-op. The whole thing is supposed to be co-op story-based, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And yet I don't think that the story was compelling enough to warrant 58 gigabytes uh, of download (laughs) speed. Okay. Um, The story felt a lot like one of those typical... uh, Man, what were those uh, shooting games in arcades that were like, not time splitters, but time? Mm -hmm. I I think you know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Uh, Well, so it's interesting that you say that the story doesn't warrant the download size because it's the graphics that I think 
require the, the amount of download. If it, uh, this is a game that's competing with Destiny. Yeah, so I had heard that in circles before, that it was competing with Destiny, and after having played 10-ish hours of it, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a fair comparison. Really? Because the two games play so differently. Where this is a co-op game, I don't really get the whole MMO feeling that I get from from Destiny. Hmm. Uh, it certainly doesn't feel open world. In fact, you're very on the rails in Outriders. Right. Well, um, you are with this, Destiny as well. So with Destiny, I never felt like I was on the rails. That's the weird part. Really? Because, okay, mm-hmm. so in, in Destiny 2, and maybe that's because you played Destiny 1. Maybe, maybe so. That might be the difference. So in Destiny 2, you get a quest, you go to a specific world, you have to go to a specific spot in that specific world. And then if it's a most quests, you go into an instance and then you're on rails. You have to just follow to the end of the instance and then you fight a big boss. And that's almost every quest. And this is very similar to that. You know, once you get past the initial parts of the game, you it's like you you leave the compound and it's like okay you got to follow this path you go all the way down this oh this on rails section you find your way through these bad guys you fight these things you open these things you open these doors you do this thing you fight a big guy you're done um both destiny 2 and outriders have that same structure and in doing that you level up you get some new gear you can do all of that with a friend you can do all of that by yourself if you want so that part is is similar I, I, yeah, I can see the parallels there. Um, the reason why I brought up the story not warranting 58 gigabytes is one, because it's short. I feel like the mm-hmm. Outriders story is short. And two, you know, it felt cliche, even though objectively, I don't think that it was. Uh, I, I, I think that the Outriders story is one of the few stories with some origi- originality to it, yeah. which is weird because maybe it's just, you know, they didn't shell out for better voice acting. Maybe it's that they didn't shell because the quality of the voice acting is good. Like the technical quality, you can tell it was high studio value. And yet I feel like the voice actors are like I said, you know, from some arcade, uh, like literal arcade, like one of those fixed gun moving arcade games. <laughs> Do you think uh, it was, um, you, you know, what point it really hit me as being, uh, that felt the most cliche was mm-hmm. when you get to, when you first meet the badass guy, what is it? It's like a wrecked ship or something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? that guy and he's like he's like oh i'm so badass and he like saunters over and he's like you don't understand the way this world is and whatever he's saying and it's just like oh my god dude give me a break like the people in the town oh edgelord yeah the first time you meet edgelord you're like okay this was you you're one of those guys all right whatever like the people in the town you meet that's fine you know the people you're dealing with and they're like oh it's been years and you don't know what it's like anymore that's like okay cool yeah okay i i don't know what it's like anymore you're right i just woke up from decades of something on a world we've never been to you're right i don't know what it's like anymore got it that's the story it's cool you guys are dealing with the world it's gone to shit got it right but like edgelord yeah and that's the problem right because even with the the npcs in the in the towns 
every piece of dialogue and lore about the world is so full of vague platitudes and like things that, you know, are devoid of the little itty bitty details that make a world seem alive. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's where my real problem with the game is because I remember all of the conversations surrounding this game before it came out was, Oh, this is going to be something to rival mass effect, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not. And yes, I'm in seven legends, so I'm going to be biased. Um, <laughs> okay. So if you, if you put on your like RPG blinders and you mm-hmm. just play it as a shooter, it is an entertaining shooter. Okay. If you play it as just a shooter, okay, because the gameplay is fun. And some of the abilities that you have with other members of your party interact really well. Like in terms of, interactive co-op abilities i've never seen a game that can implement let's say this guy knows how to slow down time in a bubble right Mm -hmm. and then this guy over here has like a fire ability and then that will slow down the fire inside the bubble yeah that's cool that's super awesome uh and i really appreciated that aspect playing with it um but you know and i did like the looting system as well it, it feels like you genuinely get some cool items. Uh, that being said for me, I just didn't, I couldn't like force myself to play it more. I felt like I was forcing myself to play it past maybe two hours. Um, and this is a game that is, you can tell it's meant to take you at least 12 hours to play this game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in it for what it is. And yet, if you are super into this game, I feel like you're going to be disappointed that there wasn't more. Right. Yeah. Um, So that being said, I feel like people should give it a go if they want. It wasn't my my speed. And I I I don't know. I feel like the game I expected much different out of it. So. Five out of eight pizza slices. Um, I'm going to be the German judge here, right? Very hard to please. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had the so. same conclusion you did, but I didn't expect it to be a deep RPG mm. because I didn't. I never because I never expected Destiny Two to be a deep RPG. It's a they're both like really solid shooters that are fun to play with your friends that have RPG worlds tacked on because they need to have some sort of reason to shoot stuff. Yeah, I guess that makes me like a static gamer because I always want to be immersed in something. Yeah, like if I'm going to spend more than two hours playing a game and it's not Call of Duty, right? right. <laughs> I want to be immersed in the world. Right. The only so, reason Destiny yeah. has an interesting world now is because it's been a universe that has been iterated on for like five or six years now. That's the only reason. When that game was designed initially, it barely had a cohesive world at all. You know what Outriders reminded me of with its world building thing where where when we're talking about the writing of the world, it reminded me of a, a lot of Anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's why yeah. I had a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah. But I think I think the shooting and the looting and stuff were better in Outriders. Yeah. Than Anthem. Yeah. So, well, that's 58 gigabytes. If you are not sure that you're going to like this game, if you don't have a group of people to play with and you don't appreciate co-op gameplay anyway, I wouldn't bother waiting for 58 gigabytes to finish downloading. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a limited amount of uh, download space or bandwidth. That, that, that too. Yeah. Just um, avoid it then. So 
on the other hand, I have a different game that I reviewed and it's called Goner 2. And this game is only one gigabyte. So okay. uh, definitely consider this game regardless of your tastes because it's, you know, not very space intensive and you don't need a ton of bandwidth. So Goner 2, it's interesting that you brought up the whole, you know, South American, uh, like ancient Mayan aesthetic mm-hmm. um, or Central American rather. And uh, because Goner 2 has some serious, serious Dia de los Muertos vibes to it. It's yeah. a very simple artistic style, um, very static. It's only 2D and uh, it's a side scrolling game, but it makes so much use of the vertical mechanics in a side scrolling game that I have not seen so prolific like like it is proliferate like how much or prolific rather how much (laughs) it uses that Mm -hmm. because it's just like like you go up and up and at some levels you feel like you you can like you just want to find where the top of the level is and it's it's a little tough because there's these little itty bitty balls that you gotta like bounce on and then you can double jump off of them Mm -hmm. and your character is like a little blue blob like yeah, you're <laughs> it's tiny. just like a little blue blob you're tiny and yeah. like there's lots of stuff going on mm. yeah, yeah there's lots the art style is cool it it's kind like of reminds me of like colors lots of bright mm. solid colors yes lots of purples and blues too yeah um so uh i thought it was cool it was like a you know dia de los muertos vibing mario almost mm-hmm. um yeah and the background's black it looks like in the videos right yes yeah. and i think the whole premise is that you're dead so uh <laughs> so and there's death death is a character and you see him floating around in the background sometimes i think this is probably a pretty interesting game if you just want to play like a side scrolling game uh and mm-hmm. you're looking for a new one I think for what it is, it doesn't, you know, pretend to be more. And I never expected it to be more. Um, they didn't try to overmarket this game. <laughs> I think it's good. I'd give it eight out of eight for being a uh, side scrolling game. Nice. And, and you know what? I forgot to mention the music. The music is very pleasant too. It has a nice soundtrack and uh, I like that. Well, cool. Okay. So yep. small download worth trying out small download it is one gigabyte yep you like downloads you like you like downloads you like <laughs> side i do like downloads you like small downloads you like, like the downloads you like indie I like games? The video games <laughs> you like video games you I like, like the mac and cheese you like being dead <laughs> you like some mac and cheese <laughs> uh, all right well, so yeah. well why don't we wrap this up because you can go eat your mac and cheese um <laughs> i am looking forward to it sincerely all right well what do you got what else you got going on before we head out drinking some water pouring right. pouring out for our gta homies i am i'm i'm pouring another one out into my mouth for the gta homies uh i am going to be streaming some more a little bit later this week probably wednesday uh definitely thursday or friday and i'm going to be picking out another game pass game if anyone in the uh, audience or listenership would love me to try out you know one of their favorite games on game pass i'd be more than happy Ooh. to uh other than that i probably will be coordinating in the game pass gang discord channel to see what everyone else is playing and then i will download it hopefully it's a multiplayer game yeah. and then i can jump in in games with uh all of you and then 
perhaps uh, you and I can co-stream then, Tom. Yeah, we should do. We should still do a Vermintide night. Maybe we should try to do Vermintide. I on still Wednesday. have it downloaded. Yeah, I have not deleted it. Yeah, Game Pass people, if if you guys want to do Vermintide with us, I will. Especially if you haven't played it yet, I will help walk you guys through. So don't be afraid. The hordes of rat men will be slain by our swords, our swords of glory and vigor. Well, this is take, a game. Take them down. This is a game where I really want to use a warhammer. By and Stigma's might. Yes. Um, perhaps that's because it's a warhammer game. Um, yeah. Oh, there are warhammers. You can, especially if you're the dwarf. If you play the dwarf, I or want if you to play use as, a big hammer. Yeah, you play. You choose the dwarf guy, or choose um, uh, the knight guy. What is what is his name? Um, I will. I will be Victor. Victor. So all of them have such great personalities, and they all just like rag on each other the whole time. It's so good. Elf, I thought your aim was better than that. <laughs> they, so, uh, Victor. So I can't wait for this because yeah. usually I'm a sword and board guy uh -huh. in these kinds of fantasy games. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be totally new to me. Like I never played two-handed weapons in Skyrim, for oh, example. Dude. Oh, dude. And the so. weapons. Okay. So we need to talk about this a little bit before we wrap up the show. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. It's a Game Pass game. You can totally play it. PC, console. Um, it is like Left 4 Dead in that you work, you make your way from the beginning of a level to the end of the level. And the basic goal is to get from point A to point B and leave the level and get everyone out alive. You have four players. And each of you chooses one of those, one of four characters. There is... Uh, there is the knight. I don't remember their names. There is the knight and the knight and each of you can choose a set of weapons and there are different kinds of weapons. So the knight typically chooses swords, um, maces, hammers, swords and shields, uh, mace and shield, um, two handed swords, two handed hammers, things like that. So heavy weapons uh, or like like you know, like guarding weapons. And there's three different, each of these character classes has three or four variations. Um, you also get a secondary weapon, which can do ranged damage. And usually range damage is like a single shot. So it's like a, like a rifle or like a crossbow or a bow, right? That kind of thing. Uh, then there's uh, Victor, whoever, who is like a, um, like a holy uh, crusader character who has like rapiers and like, like a ball and mace. What, what is it? Morning oh, star, a flail. Um, or he's got some other things, but he, and he also has um, pistols and things like this. Right. Uh, and he's constantly, you know, by Sigma's glory. And I shall smite the unworthy. And like, he's saying things like, and that's what he sounds he's like. He's the paladin. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like this, like, holy, like, like, um, uh, they're spreading their filth among us. We must destroy them in the name of Sigma. You know, like he says things like that. He's great. He's, he's so good. Yeah. Just just his dialogue is good. I don't pre I prefer to play the first guy or the dwarf myself. Then there's the dwarf who his his vision box is actually lower than everyone else. So That's you, amazing. And I love that they program so, that. It's so good. When you walk up to somebody else, you're looking at them like at their belly button. <laughs> like you're actually lower. <laughs> but he's like stocky and strong and he actually takes less damage like than other people. He has like a little bit more health even. Uh, and in one variation of him, he actually shrugs off the first hit like once every 90 seconds or something like if wow. he gets if he gets hit, he doesn't even take damage the first hit and once every 90 seconds. Um, but his variations also play more heavy weapons, but he also can do like two single handed hammers 
you can just like bash things and stuff. Uh, then there's the uh, the elf who tends to be more bow focused and like quick bladed weapons typically. And then there's the fire mage and the fire mage can use like swords and things, but is primarily the prime primary use are the staffs. And she's the only one who can shoot things with fire weapons, but they um, there's a limited pool of fire magic. And if she overheats, she explodes and she goes down. So she doesn't have a limited amount of ammo. She has a limited amount of fire magic and she gets hotter and hotter and hotter. So she has to then stop using it and switch to weapons that don't use her magic. So she's the hardest to use because in the heat of the battle, if you're not managing your magic well enough, you'll actually pop. Um, There's other variations. All of these characters sound really fun to use. They are really cool. They're really cool. And each weapon even has a different arc. So if you're fighting with like a rapier, then your arc is very tight and the number of enemies you can hit with each stab is very small. But if you're swinging with a great sword, you might have a 180 degree arc. So you're swinging like this and you might be able to hit five enemies before you're not actually doing damage to another enemy. So you might be able That's to like awesome. cleave yeah. through just like five ratmen at a time, but your swings are slower, right? So each weapon mm-hmm. has like its own ability. So if you're playing smart, you might stick the soldier and, and the dwarf in front and and you also want to block a lot and your blocks have a certain amount of blocks before they break. So you might want to be like cleave through a bunch of dudes, block another hit, shove them back with your block, which takes another chink off your block, cleave through another group, block some hits, cleave through another bl- group, block some hits. Right. So you're kind of like managing the wall while the people around you or behind you are like poking through and, and sh- you know, ch- chop another dudes down. So you can actually really coordinate your group to be very, very tough against these. This whores game sounds very tactical of stuff. So at the higher levels, you have to be very tactical. But there are but it's more than just like Ratman coming at you. There are special enemies that come at you that you have to manage as well. So there might be enemies that shoot uh, like maybe there's like a giant Ratman that shoots like fire weapons at you. So if you're all ch- like in a corner holding off all these hordes of Ratman and you're doing a really good job and all of a sudden big rat dude comes and shoots fire at you in the corner, you're all in the same spot. You're all going to get burned down. So now you have to scatter. Right. So that tactic isn't going to work anymore. Now you got to change it up. So you have to adjust as you go. And it just it the whole game is chaos and the game has an AI. So if you're doing really good against all these guys, the intensity ramps up and then you clear all of them out and then the intensity goes down and then it gives you a reprieve. And then you scout for more items. You pick some stuff up and you move to the next area. And then all of a sudden the intensity ramps up again and then the intensity goes down and then the intensity ramps up again. And it, it just kind of like it, it toys with you. It plays with you. And if you're not moving forward fast enough, it'll it'll make sure that you're moving forward. It'll ramp the intensity up. So like you got to just keep moving forward because the goal so is to get no to the end of the So there's no outsmarting the game. No, it, it will toy with you. And if you if you stream yeah. it on Twitch, there's a Twitch mode where the Twitch stream will get to vote on which option of the things they want to throw at you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's so good. We will it's have so to fun. stream this. It's so fun. Yeah. There's a lot of fun things you can do with it. So um, but on the on the lowest level of difficulty, it's not that hard. Like, it's not that hard. And on top of OK, so one other feature there are um tomes and grimoires that you can find in the in the world tomes so there are other things you can pick up you can pick up throwables which are like bombs 
and you can pick up healing items, which are like potions or uh, healing bandages, basically uh, healing kits. Um, tomes take the place of, I believe it's throwables. So somebody who picks up a tome can't carry a bomb, which is okay because you don't need bombs, right? Um, a tome gives you a small bonus at the end of the level, which increases the kind of treasure that you get at the end. And there are four tomes on, on a level and they're hidden. So if all four of your characters find a tome and you beat the level, then that's a significant bonus at the end of the level. There are two grimoires. The grimoires take the place of a major healing item. So not only do you not get to carry a healing item on that character, but they also take a third of your potential health pool away for all of your characters, not just the character carrying wow. it, all of your characters. And there's two of these. So if you find both grimoires, your max health for all of your characters is only one third. So it's tiny. And two of your characters can't hold healing items. But they both oh, give man. you a significant bonus to the potential item that you get at the end of the level for your like bonus for beating the level. So, and they're both hidden. They're the hardest things to find in the levels. So part of the benefit of replaying the levels is learning and exploring the levels to find all the hidden items and get good at beating these creatures in order to make sure that you can fight them off with even a small amount of health and help each other out. And that's part of the, the game is like getting good at helping each other and really playing cooperatively and smart in order to get everyone to the end alive to get the benefit of all, all, all the stuff you find at the end. So there's a lot to it, but it's smart. It's really smart. Yeah. So it sounds like communication will be key. Uh, so yes. we'll have to ask yes. uh, the people in the in the uh, Game Pass gang if they have a mic. Yes, you uh, want a mic. That would be good. You want a mic. Now, now playing at the basic levels on the easiest difficulties, you know, it takes a while to learn all this stuff. I still don't. I haven't memorized where all the goodies are. I just haven't made a point to do it. But you know, and oftentimes if I play with just randos, a lot of other people already know where everything is, so I just follow them, <laughs> so I don't have to memorize it. Um, but it's fine. Uh, and it takes you a while to get all the good gear to get up to like max level your character because your character's level is dependent on the quality of gear you have and the quality of gear you get depends on the quality of gear you already have. So you kind of, you kind of just have to creep up the levels over time by getting better and better gear. So for new people, it doesn't really matter. You just got to play through enough times to just get good gear anyway. But being able to just say like, help, I'm down. Come pick me up. Don't leave me. If people are too busy to notice because they're being inundated by monsters is pretty helpful. Right, exactly. Hey, I uh, cast too much fire magic and I've blown up <laughs> that by itself of just like, hey, come over here. There's something that you might want and, and you can help. You can, I've exploded and I cannot get up. Yeah. And you can tag stuff with a button, but it's just easier to say it in the, in the mic. Just hey, guys over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in general, you want to stay together. You don't ever want to be more than like five or six steps away from each other. You want to stay within kind of, hmm. I don't know, the size of a room from each other. Yeah. Well, we will have to uh, play that probably Thursday. Thursday would be yeah. best for me. Uh, we'll shoot for it. We'll see if we can make it work. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you guys next week, next Monday, if not sooner, on one of our streams. And uh, everybody stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya. Wait, wrong button. I did that. I did that the other day. Oh, man.
Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Ameren. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.